welcome to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bunyage, and today I'm on Cigarette Alley, chilling with the Bloody Historians. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, everyone. So let's go around and everyone introduce yourself, say what your part is in the band. Dan Short, drums and vocals. <laughs> no lead vocals. Uh, <laughs> lead drums, though. So I'm not gonna lead get drums. Jokes. <laughs> it's fine. It's I don't fine. need to. Huh? Uh, Paul Durant, I play keyboards, saxophone, and I do some backup vocals. Uh, Bo Neufeld, I play lead guitar, and I do some backup singing. Ashley Alexander, Paul Jakovsky. Oh, there you go. I sing, and I write, and I play some gitters, and I shake some shakers, and I write some rhymes, suckers. And he steals the spotlight, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, it works for the band. I'm just you guys all seem fine with it. Um, so for people who may have possibly not heard you guys yet, I mean, who hasn't heard of the Blood Historians, um... <laughs> Lots of people. <laughs> Most people, in <laughs> fact. People. Well, Everyone. that's about to change. You guys are on yeah. the Winnipeg Music Project. After this, they will. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Can you describe your sound? I can describe Actually, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I, I can definitely describe the Blood Historians sound. We are a rock and roll band mm -hmm. that writes rock and roll songs influenced by all of the greats soul funk r&b rock not in any particular order not mm. in any particular order. goth <laughs> new wave you know can you, can you hear all of these different genres when you're when you're playing or are you just inspired by them well i hear them in my mind I don't think you would come to our show and right away think of R&B. I think right now you <laughs> probably uh, hear uh, they're a rock and roll band influenced by, you know, classic influences. Yeah. And and they're moody, you know. Moody. They're moody. What do you mean by moody? Well, we're moody. Our tone, our overall tone is moody. So you don't play happy uh, pop songs, I guess, is no, what you say. No, we're lyrically dark and, and we're dramatically moody, I guess. Do you guys dress up as historians or something? Or well, I know? dress up every day, love. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lifestyle, When I right? first met you, you were wearing a really nice white blazer, which caught my eye. Which is actually just, like, casual for Ash. That's not really yeah. well, that Well, no, this is up. casual. Right? Well, it's, like, 35 <laughs> well, degrees right now. So. We could say that you're wearing something super flamboyant. But I'm not. But I'm not. When we were on the other radio station, he dressed like, who was it, The Punisher or something? Huh? I don't know. What was the <laughs> like, reference? I don't remember. John Lennon? No, what is what? Some kind about, of uh, the wrestler, something I don't know. The long black trench coat and the hat and everything. Mike Whitty, our buddy on CKUW, mm -hmm. said I look like John Lennon and okay. one other person, but we'll leave the Undertaker probably. Yeah, the Undertaker. Something like that. I, would I don't take know. The Undertaker. I thought, is it a wrestler? I was thinking more of uh, Cash or Christopherson, but. Mm -hmm. But the Undertaker works. But too. the Undertaker works. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. I remember I my good, my best friend. <laughs> the Punisher is like my oh, best friend close. Trevor Sitnik. <laughs> his cousin Waylon Sarconic, also a good friend. I remember when the Undertaker goddamn tombstoned Hulk Hogan and took the belt from him, and Waylon cried his eyes out, freaked out, and punched the TV. <laughs> what are we talking about? No. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Is this wrestling? Having a flashback. Yeah. I knew that was yeah, coming. Yeah, we're moving on, Ashley. Wrestling yeah. somewhere. <laughs> gonna get confusing because we're both Ashleys. Um, so how long has the Bloody Historians been a thing? The Bloody Historians have been an active band and a conglomerate of peace and love and and freedom 
for two years. Two years. Yes. And how has that been going with everyone? I know that the, the lineup has changed slightly. Yes, yes, so, um, yes. The, the, the circle of trust has changed over this two-year period, and now we are blessed and, and truly blessed to have the perfect lineup with mm-hmm. Bo Neufeld, oh, man. Paul Durant, Dan Short, Emery Bear, who's not here because he's living the good life. Yeah, he's at the lake. Yeah. Emery Engineer Hebert, the f- magic man. Sorry, you're going to have to bleep that out. The magic man. Our bass player. Our wonderful guy. Who also sings. Everyone lead, Everyone's a lead singer in this band. Nah. That's why I uh, wanted to say He's it. not here. Is that what you meant to say? That's why I went to Are say you a lead in, some, in a different band? Uh, no. No. He's lead drums and everything. Just that's he's just lead yeah. drums. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> head in his heart. What, what, what was my point, though? Oh, the point was, yes. You're talking we, about everything. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the bloodiest stories. Okay. We've been active for two years. Dan, myself, and Emery, and Drew Pateman started this group. Myself and Drew Pateman started this group. Then Emery joined. Then Dan Short joined. And we started writing these songs. Played with our friend Ryan Sidor for a while and then, there. Well, and then Ryan okay. Sidor joined the Get group. And the gun r- here. Exactly. And Ryan Sidor, again, another wonderfully perfect human being and a best friend of mine and all of ours. Played in the band. He played keys. He played guitars. He sang as well. Mm-hmm. And we played probably about, I don't know, 10 shows? Maybe, maybe less? Just under. Just under 10 shows. With that lineup <clears throat> over the past two years, and then, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> <coughs> let me clear my throat. Yeah, let you, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so we played about ten shows. We wrote songs. We we everybody loved each other, but those guys had to move on with their lives because they're perfectly professional family men and had reasons. So the Bloody Historians really focused on getting in the studio, and the Bloody Historians became Dan Short, Emery Ebert, and Ash Tchaikovsky in the studio, in the studio Emery Ebert built with his bare hands. Are we just and telling the whole biography? Yeah, here? right now. I'm right. telling it. I'm telling it right now. And then we We're not focused. Have anything to talk about after It's this. fine. we got it's lots like of things to talk about. All right. And so... We focused on the studio and focused on putting out this EP. We originally, we originally intended it on being a full-length record, with the momentum of the band beforehand, before we got in the studio. But then we soon realized that recording a record on your own time is tough, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen as if you take your troupe into a studio you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars for and you get done plus this was an experiment and everything we've always wanted to do together as a group to record our record to to learn to master our craft to get better at engineering to get better at producing to get better at mixing and we have so we focused on cigarette beach ep finally got that out once that was out, we finally struck gold with Bo Neufeld and, and Paul Durant. Basically, just gifts 
that were handed to us. And, and a Kijiji ad. <laughs> originally, you found Mr. Beautiful Bowl. Well, yeah, me and Dan were already connected through a different band. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it all started through a Kijiji ad, I guess. Yeah, it's always a Kijiji ad. So you guys were it's always, it's always and then you responded and you're like, oh, hey, I know you. Both times. No, the first time Bo ever saw us, he was like, oh, yeah, these guys are good. Okay. Yeah, and then I, and the first time I saw Bo play, I was like, oh, man, this guy's good. Mm-hmm. So I, our, I always said to Dan, I always said to Dan, hey, what about Bo joining the band if. If Drew can never, you know, <coughs> go on with it, and sure enough, one day came, Drew couldn't go on with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, as long as Bo's got time for three bands at that time. And I said, as long as Bo's got time for the bloody story. Mm-hmm. Right? You had a replacement set up for him? <laughs> You're like, no, it's well, not he- It's not vindictive <laughs> like that at all. No, it's, it's, it's you know. <laughs> the way you set it up, you like, well, if he ever wants to leave, I'm not concerned about it. So well, no, we were clearly already talking about the... Yeah. The, the opportunity of, of Drew not wanting to continue and Ryan as well. And so Bo was in three bands. I, me- I remember the day. Oh yeah, well I'm playing in two bands, uh, like uh, like really heavily right now, and then. And Bo and I play a new Renaissance as well right now. It's yeah. a heavier hard rock project. Danny's Danny's baby. Yeah. Oh. So I take a little bit more of a back seat with this one, but a little bit of different role role reversal. Is that the one where you're the lead? He's the lead Um, drummer, definitely. (laughs) Slash a little bit of a producer there. I'm not going to take all the credit, obviously, but yeah, yeah, I I wear my producer hat a little more with that project. And this one, I like, well, obviously Ash is the, uh, the dominant dominant visionary with this one. So I kind of enjoy just taking a back seat and being a part of something that I can almost be more of a fan of. Oh from the God. outside while also contributing my ideas here and there the but not yeah kind of and I've kind of been trying to find something where I can take that role on what about you Paul um, are you in any other bands right now no I just do my own thing um, oh, I that's do right. my own You're music right. yeah uh, I'm a writer mm-hmm. um, yeah I just uh, I, uh, I, I you can listen to my stuff at SoundCloud under my name Paul Durant D-U-R-R-A-N-T Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Winnipeg Paul Durant, there's about four of them, and uh, so yeah. that's why he spells his name backwards. Yeah, and uh, I don't even know him by Paul anymore. It's Lou App. <laughs> Lou App. And that, then that's seriously, it's I, like if it's not Lou App, I don't even understand. Yeah, I'm, who's I'm Lou App on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I, I anyway, uh, I, I I write my own stuff. I'm a singer in my own stuff, and uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm just trying to get it all together now. But I don't have much to say about my stuff. And with this band, I play keyboards and saxophone, and I do backup vocals with this guy. Toot your own horn, man. Yeah. I can, this I, guy is I, a professionally trained, he's got a, a framed goddamn certificate of authentication. <laughs> and he's that. even more than that. He's yeah. a certified Paul Durant. He's a Unlike certified Blue Get out of here. Right? Your name. Yep. We're all big family, right? Yeah. So you guys are all really busy with other bands. How do you find the time to practice and actually get together and <laughs> rehearse and everything? I well, we, we get Thursdays. Yeah, we get Thursdays. That's kind of how you have to <laughs> do it. Is uh, yeah, playing in multiple bands. Just every every band gets a day, <laughs> and that's band day. Yeah, it's it's so hard to find like extra time though. Not to mention girlfriends or wives. You know? Oh, and they yeah, day and jobs. Just it like just and day jobs and like regular lives and like corporate jobs. Just yeah. Slaves. It, hey. it, it gets away from me pretty I'm quick. Not I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like I don't. No, I feel not, like I haven't no, slept in months. <laughs> 
That's good. So, you, Look, you have a day dedicated to um, rehearsing together. They're like how, fucking dinosaurs. Look at them. They're so big. How do we? How do you practice all the rep on your own camera? Is this one day you're actually rehearsing everything together? Or is it when you come on Thursday you're expected to have everything prepared? I listen to things a lot in headphones and obsessively kind of over and over. My wife would vouch for so this. Just kind of like, when we record really demos, if we jam... We usually send it out the next day and everyone just kind of reviews what we worked on for the most part and then when we come to jam next time everything's kind of refined or, mm-hmm. you know, tightening the screws up a little bit. Okay, but you, that's you, re- you record the jam? Ash always has his truth oh, tapes rolling. Oh, like an iPhone or, yeah. or something? No, I haven't in a while. I used to. We used to do it more. When we first got the new band together, I would just to make sure that we were cooking. But yeah, we're, we're so cooking here. I don't have the room on my own. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> for Probably like on right. my end, like I get most of most of the parts all worked out. Like I'm writing a new song, get it worked out in the jam. I'm not these, gonna lie, guys, I'm, I'm, Paul, I'm notorious Paul both, for Paul and Bo thrive in a live environment. Yeah, and we I'm, do our best work on first or second take. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm notorious no, for definitely not practicing. True. And these and both of these goddamn guys, then they won't listen to it ever again. So yeah. they can never play it the same way twice. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's where we differ. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, you don't, so that being said, is each performance like improvised almost? Or do you have a set? No, 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 no. 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 Definite no, strict no, no. parts. See, they're, that's, they're, yeah, they're, the they're, it's very strict parts. Oh, yeah. So like, like, we, we try very to keep strict. everything very minimal with this band. Well, not See, very, and that's not Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I should make that clear. It's arranged within its arrangement, <laughs> yeah. and the Flying Noodle Brothers have freedom to noodle. Fly. Yeah, but I I should I should just say though like I don't I don't make an effort to play it differently every time and I do listen no. to back I'm actually like I listen to myself and we are very about, minimalist but in essence yeah. Yeah. But, but there's always a when certain the flying feel, right? there's start certain flying. things that have to stick you that never know what's gonna happen they just start flying all over the noodle. I can't help it, man. <laughs> I just, I lose myself when I'm up there playing. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to, yeah. Well, you were mad about it the other night. You're like, I'm never going to play the goddamn same thing twice. Yeah. That's what I wanted to bring up. I'll never I know play it twice, The other night ever. I was like, yeah. really you were, you were offensive about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah, you were drunk and mad about it. It was hilarious. <laughs> All right. Um, so, <laughs> the interview, um, everyone heard the song Militant Man before we started. Um, so what is what is what inspired that Militant Man is Yeah, I wanna know too. Uh, okay, Militant Man, Drew Payton, Spider, my also my spirit animal, one of my best friends in the entire world. And the shoes I'm trying to fill. My best friend. No 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 you have different shoes, man. <laughs> Osiris actually. Drew my lover, Drew my baby. Drew had these chords. And he started playing them, and I got behind a drum kit, and I started playing drums, and we kept on feeling these chords, and then I started inventing the song. And then we invented it, and then it, it got a little bit more detailed, where I arranged the chorus to have it played that way. But it was all. We kind of worked that out in the studio a little bit too. No, no. Well, no, I didn't. Really? No, the accent parts. I'm saying. No, it was lyrically and melodically written. We were just making sure we had it together in the right. studio. But yeah, so it was it was invented live, and uh, me and Drew invented a lot of great songs that way. And yeah, so that's how it happened. So we had a 
a, a demo tape, a, a truth tape, a tape of truth recording of just Drew playing the chords and me playing drums and me singing. And then the song, the band existed and then the song kept getting passed around and worked on. And then uh, after the EP, we uh, Emery decided he had time again to uh, allow us into his wonderful studio because, you know, Emery doesn't get rich recording the Maria story. And <laughs> let me tell you that. <laughs> So we, <laughs> we opposite, I, 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 I said, I said to him, okay, let's do Militant, let's do Given on Given, and let's do Winter Armor. So we did. And Militant was the one that, uh, it, 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 was, it came easy, you know, we, like the, the guitars are mostly one take, the vocal is one take. Emery says his bass is basically one take, so it's kind of, and the percussion, both my, my shaker and the tambourine track are both one take, so it, it has a live feel, and we just, we, uh, after working together for basically, well, probably at least six months on Cigarette Beach, on and off, of course, not six months every day, of course, that'd be ridiculous, we would totally suck if that was the case, but uh, we've gotten better, right, so our, our process has gotten better. So the song started first as a, um, a chord progression, or was it uh, Yeah, just a chord progression. Drew, then, Drew had the riff, yeah. What inspired the lyrics, then? Mm -hmm. Okay, the lyrics are basically a song about a psychopath with a good heart. Give us an example. Nashville writes some good <laughs> lyrics. No, that's, ba that, that, that's basically yeah. the bottom line. That's a song about lyrics. a psychopath. The Monument Man was watching that movie the other day. Yeah, you see the Monument Man. Yeah. Yeah. Thought of your lyric. Mm -hmm. Is it based on like personal experience, or you just? Felt of course, like it's based on personal experience. <laughs> oh my You're God. a psycho Sometimes. with a good heart. What else do writers what? write about? That's true. Well, no. Sometimes I, they take. You know. Like, sometimes you could take something from a, a dream or the ethos, or yes, but most of the time you're writing from personal experience, or yeah. else you have I, no experience, or you shouldn't be writing. Are most of the songs um, in Bloody Sword uh, rap, I guess, written like that? Like they start with a melody and a chord progression, or is no? It it's different every time. Like I said, that one I wrote behind the drum kit. Others I'll write. <clears throat> just I'll pick up my guitar and all of a sudden there's a song mm -hmm. or I'll have a melody in my head you know I'll come home I'll come home drunk one night and I'll be feel like singing and I'll sing my head off for a while and all of a sudden I'll invent a melody you songwriters make it sound so easy <laughs> it's not so easy it's so no. Jealous. no it's not easy when magic strikes it's, it's not easy it's magic one thing I noticed hanging with you and Drew in the beginning is you'd just kind of hang out sitting where we're sitting now and if one of you said something funny, and it's yeah. just oh, yeah, a funny I, lyric. Yeah. You'd pull out your phone and jot it down yeah. in your notes. And, and I, I constantly do that, and that would become like I the basis of a new song or something. So I have ideas kind always, of an even ironic, if I'm not consciously thinking about them. I have my ideas. I have a folder on my desktop that says ideas. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine and says words of truth, and I go right to that's it. That's a, a, a regular thing with songwriters, like their phone, as voice memos, or just regular memos. Oh, the new age with a yeah, phone. Yeah, not it's great. You don't have, you don't the, have to uh, yeah, walk around with a, with a moleskin yeah. and a nice oh, pen and try to be all fancy about it. Oh, I like it too. I romantic. When I when I finally pen a song, I always <laughs> pen it on paper. In a nice moleskin or yeah. on a sheet of paper that I can easily manipulate. The digital on my age kind of takes away the. Yeah, uh, it's disgusting. I write everything on manuscript. Oh, can you imagine that? There's guys with like 
clips on mic stands for an iPhone. Like, how goddamn like, stupid yeah. looking is that? Yeah. yeah. The future. The future, man. Future. <laughs> You're not going to put those future, for auction. Man. We're making the future right now. Don't judge yeah. the future yet. It hasn't been written. It never will be. Can't include it's a scan of that in a box set when you're a big band. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's a good idea. It's the nostalgia. Or sell them. The, yeah. yeah. Screenshot on your off. phone. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're, you've written a song, do you? How do you bring it to the band? Is it you've already planned all of the parts are all written, no, or do you bring the skeleton and they get to the It's song? different super every long, time. Yeah. Most of the time, I have it done. Okay. When I bring it to the band, I say, "Hey, band, this is my new song." I send them my live demo recording whatever it may at be at 3 a.m. at 3 a.m. or whenever I, I finally get around to recording do you expect them to, be, to listen to it as soon as you send it well, I, think, I, think, I do I think, but I can't I yeah. can't be obliged to keep up all the time band. I haven't done it yet actually when I, I, always when I am obliged it makes me happy though. yeah I learned, I learned rehearsal too <laughs> no, I learned so it at these guys yeah these guys are live noodlers you can just say like well, it's A and, yeah, and, and goddamn the and G and F, and, and they're like, yeah. "Yep." Okay. I used to keep up with every sound recording that you sent, and but then I, just, I, I get more personal. Frequent. I get more personal with Dan and Emery because we're the core, we're the three-piece core of this band. Well, the rhythm section. So yeah, exactly. Well, no, I'm part of the rhythm section. Well, yes, but, but anyway, but I always make a point of saying, "Dan and Emery, here's the bone. Here's what I'm thinking about the beat, Danny. You know, I always, I, you know, I want to." I, I gotta express what the beat is gonna be to Dan, mm -hmm. and express myself to Emery because I do. Me and Emery are confidants, and and so yeah, so it's different every time. What the hell were we talking about? Songwriting process. Yeah, the process. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> different every time. We're gonna take a break in a little second. So how was Cigarette Alley written then? Or what inspired that one? Cigarette Alley was inspired by divorce and isolation. Just blunt right there. Mm -hmm. There it is. <coughs> and does that start with the idea, or did it start with chord progression first? Or that one I wrote on guitar. Yeah, I wrote the chords and then found myself on cigarette out. Okay. Yeah. All right. So everyone is listening. This is the Winnipeg Music Project on one one point five UMFM. I'm here with the Bloody Historians. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the your your music and any upcoming music that you're excited to release. Um, and right now, you're listening to Cigarette.
your dad. Bring out, bring your, out your dad. <laughs> dong, dong. Okay, when are we recording? Oh, uh-huh. we're recording. oh really? <laughs> yeah, we're recording. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Vignage. We just finished hearing the song Cigarette Alley uh, by the Bloody Historians, who I'm here with today, hanging out on Cigarette Alley. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real place. It's a real place. It is a place Five that exists. Place. So, you guys have an upcoming show. We do. About. We on Thursday. Do, we do. Thursday, August 3rd. This Thursday. Um, how much are tickets? Ten bucks. What time does the show start? The show starts early because it's a Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is the kickoff to the August long weekend at the pretty Goodwill Social Club. It's pretty much a Friday. And it's better than a Friday because no one's going to the lake on a Thursday. Everyone's going to the Goodwill Social mm-hmm. Club. The show starts early. Nine o'clock. Sharp. Early. Be there. Uh, yeah, when you said earlier, I thought like like eight. I think like seven. Pretty normal, or yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, no, nine. <laughs> nine o'clock. That is pretty, <laughs> that's pretty late. Uh, early, I mean, it's yeah. early for a good It's early. It's early for a party, right? Mm-hmm. So, nine o'clock, man. <laughs> be there. Mm-hmm. Mulvey Street Maniacs play at yes. nine to nine thirty ish. Yeah. The killer man. <laughs> and then you're right after. And then the bloody historians play right after. Yeah. And then Odana yeah. closes the night. Are they, are they not local? Yeah, they're totally local, and they're goddamn amazing. Who do they sound like? Who do they sound like? Interpol, didn't you say? Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. Post-punk, man. Like, they're really great. New Order, you know, they got great Gotta influences. They, they oh. kick ass, like, all over the map. They kick ass. And they're playing at the end of the night. Like, to end the night, yeah! It's going to be great. It sounds sounds like a party. And they've got that food place right next to it. They do, and it no longer sells pizza. It's not the pizza place. So it won't stink like pizza pizza in there anymore. Are you happy about that? I'm so happy about that. Little Pizza Heaven. Pizza Heaven. Never heard of that place? That's a hilarious name. Oh, no, I know. A Little Pizza There's one on Osborne, yeah. It's like the total drunk food. No, the There's venue used to stink like. I'm surprised pizza. that it's not there anymore. And it, may, oh, it really yeah, turned me off. Yeah, like, you have to play yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But now it doesn't. Now they're selling great hot dogs, fantastic hot dogs, and nachos. People, pinball, nachos, hot dogs, bloody historians. Yeah, be there. Yeah. Now you're selling it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I didn't want to go before, but now I am sold. Yeah, exactly. Right? You did it. Yeah, you and everyone's listening, like, yeah, I gotta go to the show on yeah. Thursday. Because it's definitely going to be a party. I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely convinced. No, it's absolutely going to be, be a there? party. I think so. You yeah, should be. It better be. Yeah. I think so. I mean, like, you, probably now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring your friends. Here, here, Here's something else about that show. The Bloody Historians are filming and recording our entire set to be released as a live video and recording. For Netflix? For Netflix, yes. (laughs) For HBO, for Netflix, for what else? What else is good in the world? For CBC, for YouTube, for Amazon, yes, for Facebook, for Instagram. He's the richest man right now. Just last week, he's the richest man in the world. Just the Bezos, the guy that runs Amazon, is now the richest man in the world. It used to be Bill Gates. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So all of those entities those. will be carrying the Bloody Historians 
Laserblade Live, well, they recorded and filmed <laughs> this Thursday. This it? Thursday, yes, it's, yes, it is Laserblade Live. This Thursday, August third, at the Goodwill Social Club, I and the Bloody Historians personally invite you. I stumbled on the historians. What is Laserblade, by the way? I and the Bloody Historians personally invite the city of Winnipeg to be in the video. Yeah. So, Laser what? Laser La- Laserblade Live. Laserblade Live. Where That's did the that title. come from? Yeah, where did that come from? Me and Drew have wanted to do a live recording of, of the Bloody Historians no. and title it Laserblade Live since the inception of the band. This is Laserblade Live. But why laser blade? Why what, laser blade? What, yeah, What's what cooler than laser blade? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty rad name. Is that? But how, what does it have to do with the historians? It has everything to do with incestual slang language that we created, man. Oh, okay. It just sounded good. Yeah, it just sounds super. Yeah, super. Sound, rad, it, it really. Laser does. blade sounds like '80s anime. Yeah, totally. It sounds awesome. It sounds like '80s anime. <clears throat> yeah. I like the, the first word for lightsaber before they changed it. Yeah, laser. Does that coincide laser with saber. Our yeah. <laughs> laser saber? <laughs> yeah. So, as are you guys personally when you're performing, what are some stresses you might have or some nerves you can deal with before you go on stage? How do you, how do you deal with them? I, I don't really know. I, I don't really get nerves anymore before a show. I don't know about you guys. I get a little bit of jitters, but I mean, I, I don't know. Just enough, just enough to keep me focused on stage. It's not something that I really have to like overcome every time I get up there. Yeah. Yeah. I deal with computer problems. That's amazing. Yeah, I have t- more technical issues than yeah. I do like technical stress issues, issues for sure. Because yeah. at any point I can go stage? down at any point. Yes, he does. All right. Well, everyone, we're back. Can. We just had to crop. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap that entire little section. But we'll tell you what you missed. This yeah. is what Paul Durant yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> This is the Paul Durant podcast. If you want to know, what we, if you want to know. <laughs> If you want to know what we cut out, you're going to have to come to the show and ask us. Pull that so. chair up. We'll see you there yeah. at the Goodwill. You're in the raw. Secret safe August with us. August 3rd. Yeah. Or is it safe? I will never know. So do you guys have any <laughs> advice for um, beginning bands or people who would like to be in rock bands? Or Ooh, have interesting question, actually. Hmm. Danny, what do you got to say to the youth of, of today? Don't get into it for the money. Yeah, don't yeah, don't you job. dare ever get into it yeah, for the keep money. Yeah, day job. Do it because that's what you do. Do it because that's the way you feel. I think it has to happen organically that it, way. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because mm-hmm, you try to go in to make money. Don't try and figure out the music business, man. <laughs> even, even today's pop stars. Sure, it's produced, and it's robotic, and it's generic, and it's ultimately garbage, but <laughs> those artists still have some inherent talent. Yeah. And looks. <laughs> And that's what you gotta it takes, be vain. people. You gotta yeah. be vain. That's what it takes, people. <laughs> Inherit talent and looks. You heard it be here first. Fantastic. But should they at least understand that they should be trying to be successful? Whether, like, yes, well, try to be successful, absolutely. Well, have yeah. that yeah, state just, of yeah, mind. Be, be, yeah. A, yeah. be a killer. Mm-hmm. Kill or be but killed. It's be realistic or... No, be realistic, but honestly, you know, if you, if you want to be a star, well, then you got to have a mentality to, to want to yeah. be a star. That's I know. A, if, that's you're, a, if you're going to dream, what's that? What do you say? Yeah, I, what, what do I say? Yeah. I, do say, say? I don't, uh, I, uh, what do I say? Yeah, what do I say? You say... Um, uh, let him say it. What do I say? What do you, you got say? it. You what got what it. is that thing you say? I like it. What do I say? I say, dream big or don't 
dream at all. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Do you say that, or is that someone else? No, it's a massive cliche. Yeah, because well, that's already been said. Okay. I think it's you usually say it the cliche. other way around. It's like, if you're going to bother dreaming, then big dreamer, don't bother at all. Mm -hmm. Is that what I say? I elaborate Dream on. big. Dream big yeah, or go dream home. Dream big. Something no, like I that. said, I, I just said what I just said. <laughs> I said, look. It's the same don't, thing. Okay, look. Okay, here it is in my own voice. Don't bother dreaming unless it, you're dreaming big. Yeah. You know, dream oh. bigger, don't dream at all, yeah. you know? Yeah. What the hell is the point of dreaming if you're not dreaming big? Mm -hmm. There's no dream, point dream in dreaming. Smaller, you're more likely to achieve those dreams. But that's just living, isn't it? That's not dreaming. I don't think dreaming big I agree with you. No, I think that's a different, I think that's a different, that that that's a different consciousness. Below it. That's a different conscious plane. Dreaming is on the highest, utmost plane you never really of consciousness. It. Yes, but you want to. Yeah. But you'll never if you're it. setting goals, you're setting goals within your own personally accepted realm of consciousness. But dreaming is above that and should be. And you should, if you're a musician or an artist. And dreaming should, big doesn't You mean should you have that trait in you. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I've always been that, that way. Grit. Yeah, that just need to, I don't know, create and just, you know conversate and connect yeah i think networking is a big part of it back to the question at hand actually a little <laughs> bit it's like getting to know people especially in like a city like this and kind of networking and meeting people and start a music village podcast. idiots podcast radio i want to own a radio station gold top radio that still that's exists yeah, we're exactly on it right now that's what i've always wanted beyond you know being a being a the revered next, yeah. songwriter and fashion icon, yeah. A gothic Mick Jagger, yeah. I said Jim Jagger, yeah. Jim, I heard what you said. <laughs> but anyways, like Jim Morrison yeah, meets I, I, Mick I've Jagger, always, is that I, what that I, was? I will one day, yeah. put it that way. I will one day have will. my own yeah, radio station. Spirit. Gold Top Radio. Dream big. Exactly. Gold Top Radio. So, was that our advice? Uh, be don't quit your day job and dream big. <laughs> Did any of oh, us say that? Oh, and independent. Keep it independent. No, dream, independent. Dream big, but what live you within your own realistic means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not the 50s or 60s or 70s anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or the yeah. 80s. Or the 90s, jobs. for that matter. People, it's a different world. It's the, basically impossible now. Or are you saying... Oh, I was saying independent too. Independence. Yeah, because I, I guess that really, I don't know if anyone really deals with record companies anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. not letting things go. Like, it used to be that people would sell yeah, their songs. Yeah, but producers back then were awesome. Like, and then they would find that they didn't own their music anymore, like Prince or that kind of thing. Like everybody. Now there's, like the Stones, like the really Beatles, like Bowie, like, like Michael catalog. Jackson. Like, it's fucked. It's a history of a fucking gong show. It's a dog eat dog world. Like, it was gangsters that created the music industry, mm -hmm. built it up to being that great. Gangsters that were the managers, gangsters that were taking the cuts. But the dream is to write that hit song. You know, that's yeah. the dream. Write a hit song. Yeah, Puts make on the an radar. impact. Make an impact in the world. Yeah, the one man. While keeping your integrity, obviously. Exactly. Well, you don't write a hit song unless you're in your you're an honest band. That's the way I feel. Mm. No, I, I, Ideally. Know you, I know what you mean, yeah. All the classic songs are written by classically honest people. What are What is each of your favorite songs to perform live? Ooh. Ooh AWIC, um, I'm going to take it. AWIC, right yeah. Why? 
um, just a great little solo section where I get to just lose my mind on guitar and do my thing. Paul's yeah. sax solo, like he comes in and joins me halfway through there, and it's just yeah, it's a blast. It, I think that's a song that we all wrote, the five of us together, as the full yeah. final lineup, and that it was just kind of came that together. Was the, that was the first new song that is part of our repertoire now. That's that yes, I kind of like. We, I have my we as a five piece now wrote yeah or arranged together created around when you call abbreviated as awyc it kind i of also just has vote this, for awyc yeah all of us like the one song a lot pretty, we usually open with it lately it and, and no, it's we like always a fleetwood mac it. vibe and we all just love it um was it paul a- unless you have a different yc around when you call we all just really like that one song and the others are okay right so you just gotta show up for the first song because you're gonna open come early it's all downhill from there. Except for the last song, too. Belong to You is really fun, so you gotta stick around for that. So just stick around for the first and the last song, and you will. Actually, that might be my first favorite, just before AWIC, because that jam gets so rockin'. Oh, Belong to You is insane. Yeah. And we get in this groove. The Flying Noodle Brothers just lose their minds. And that's kind of. We open it and we close it the same way because the song is just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then it turns into this big jam and it just kind of like crescendos at the end of the song. And both of those songs kind of have that where the Flying Noodle Brothers take over and take flight. You know what I mean? Okay, that's a cool thing. So, yeah, you have to stay for the whole set. You have to. You have to stay. You have to. And then our encore. Good answers for that one. Your encore song. You have an encore. At least, if you're lucky. At least ten. At least ten. Would you would you do all ten? Yeah. Oh yes. We yes. do more. We we could break some records then. Sorry, Odana, you don't get to play <laughs> yeah. your set. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Cut that out. That I don't really rude. know where to go from that. Um. Where did the band name come from? The bloody historians. I don't know. Kind of came to me in a dream. My life was in transmission. Transmission. Transition, sorry. Transmission. And, yeah, those words came to me. In a, in a kind of state of reflection about how much I actually care about music. And, you know, art. And taste in everything, basically how much I care and how much I like to be surrounded with people that care as much as me. And at that point in my life, I was blessed with being engaged with people that were just as engaged as me. And so it made even more sense to me to be called the Bloody Historians. Like we, we you know, everybody that, everybody that I know and call best friend, you know, we'll sit around and we'll, we'll talk We'll talk music, we'll talk talk art, talk the shit for hours and hours and hours and have the best time of our lives, you know? It's just kind of a reflection of, of freedom. And, and everybody wants to be a, a British band, you know? So the word bloody is kind of a old slang term that sounds good, you know? And historians, you know, historians, you know? Like the Beatles. <laughs> like everybody wants to be, you know... At least up on a little bit of history. You know. <laughs> Sound kind of like um, what's his name? It's very, very John Lennon. Oh, I'm more like a Ringo, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of John in there. Just the way you like, kind of like. 
like, like, whoa, whoa. That's, That's a good answer, though. Here, Ringo? Yeah, get, get out of here, man. <laughs> I got this tattoo. <laughs> but anyway, but also, like, the bottom line is, is that history is bloody, man. So it has double meaning, right? Yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It's perfect and irony. And the music you're writing reflects that. Is it that. irony? Yeah, the right. music that I write, yes, and that we okay. arrange and write and make great together, yes, reflects history. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. We all we all bring our own influences to the table, and and kind of are influenced by the greats, as he said earlier. So yeah. from that respect, okay. yeah, it, so it's like we have our own history. Each one of us coming coming together to kind it's of form all, it, what in is. In the perfect world, it'd be anarchy. Actually, we could all live are in you my talking house. To yourself or to me? I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> if we could all live in my place every day of the week, it, it's anarchy. Yeah, it's perfect. But you can't expect the entire world to live that way. Mm-hmm. Can't. But you in find your house. <coughs> well, in my yes, in my my vision of anarchy, yeah, in my yeah. vision of utopia. Yeah. Utopia is, <laughs> but anarchy easier, easier, easier to achieve. Easily, yeah. Easier, easier, easier. 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 That's a weird word. It's so slimy. Easier attained, <laughs> yeah. Easily. Oh no, wait, no. Easily. You guys have plans to be writing a, or recording a full Definitely. length? Oh, we we want to um, talk to uh, Six Shooter Records very soon and show them all the wonderful things that <clears throat> we are capable of. And why was it decided to do a full length this time rather than another EP? Or well, we could do a double record. I mean, we can. We got lots of songs. We recorded drums for like 11 songs right off the bat, and then we kind of zeroed in on the four that became Cigarette Beach. And we're still kind of working away, and that's why we put out Militant Man. That was all part of the same drum session that we did, and we have a whole bunch in the bag still that we're working on. And We'll get to- signed, and then we'll, we've do, been told, our, then yeah. we'll do our record. One thing at a time. But it's all about confidence, yeah. Have it or don't. <laughs> so, where can people find the Bloody Historians on social media or online? Ashley. Facebook, of course. Instagram, of course. Instagram is like our best seller. We've got like at the Bloody damn Historians. Near, yeah, damn near nine hundred followers on on Insta, mm-hmm. and you know, let's keep pumping that up, people. Come on, I want a thousand. I want ten thousand. I want a hundred thousand. Facebook, our Facebook's basically dead. Nobody checks it out, but I check it out. Hey, it still exists. It's there. Facebook fan pages these days are just kind of on their way out, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, it's basically it's like dead. the MySpace. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the the beauty of 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 the time and the place in Winnipeg right now is that there are there's a scene right now in Winnipeg. There's an actual scene in Winnipeg right now and I am absolutely pleased to be a part of it. There are promotional companies, mm-hmm. there are great bands, there are great artists, there are great fashion designers, there are great chefs, there's great sculptors and painters. Winnipeg is happening. And I don't know that I would say that like four years ago. I think that Four now, years ago? Four or five years ago, you know? Five like years ago? The last time I 
was on this scene. It was 13 years ago, and it was a yeah, wasteland. Yeah, hiatus there. It was a wasteland back yeah. then. Right now, now, now it is booming. Right now, Winnipeg is the best it's ever been, and and it's only getting better. Yep. It's only getting better. In we, terms of like the creativity. Yes. Yeah. In terms of the, the culture, scene, yeah. the, the culture of, of youth, the arts, I think, the is culture a big of thing. youth and and the age of of people in their senior years right now. The demographic of the Bloody Historians is is well, sixty five. Okay. 55, like 55, no, no, like 55. Like the demographic of the Bloody Historians music is, I would conservatively say 20, 20, 25 to 55 to 65 to 75. I would like it to be 18, but I, I, I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> but we write, you know, we write music that can be appreciated by everybody that still exists on this planet. And everybody loves it right now. We've got radio stations that play good music. We've got young promoters. The Village Idiots are out there every single day in this city busting their balls for, for the love everybody. Of music. For everybody. For the love of everybody. For the love of love. Those guys are genuinely heroes. Great dudes. Great dudes. Heroes. We got... Bars springing up all the time. The Goodwill. Cam Lepke built the Goodwill with his bare hands and his knowledge and the money he made being he a professional. Built it brick by brick with his own hands. Built by brick. It's been so much fun talking to all of you guys. If you'd like to come on for other bands or come on again, especially maybe closer to your LP release, mm. uh, that would be cool and we could talk some more. Can you play hard to get? <laughs> Am I playing hard to get? I said, are you going to play hard to get? Uh, no. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> We'll see Fair what happens. Enough. Okay. <laughs> Pretty easy with this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> is there anything you want to sneak in before we start? Anything you want to say? One more blurb for the show coming up, maybe? August 3rd. August 3rd. This Thursday. The Goodwill? A couple yeah. days away, man. It's almost here. The Goodwill yeah. Social Club? What All are we doing Maniacs. We're playing a show. What else are we doing? Making Laser Blade Live. Yeah, that's right. Laser Blade Live. Yeah. Laser Blade Live, people. This Thursday, but we're recording our live show, and everyone should be in I'm the nervous video. about it. I gotta play good. Danny's nervous. He's gotta play good. We gotta look good mistake, and play it's, good. It's on yeah. there forever. But are we gonna edit it out? No, no edits. No edits. No. No, <laughs> no, so I really gotta play good. Yeah, so it's gonna be uh, a show to remember. And I want it dark and spooky. Oh yeah, haze generator. Yeah. Yeah. So this last song we're playing, Nothing Beach. What inspired that? Nothing Beach was, um... Okay, nothing, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> Just move on. <laughs> no, I actually want to know the answer Well, what's this. the song called again? Nothing, nothing beach. beach. Oh, exactly. It's for that, real, that right? That was the joke. It was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Play the song after that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 Nothing beats the same thing, darling. Divorce, yeah. isolation, mm -hmm. depression. Yeah. Suicidal tendencies. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for coming on to the show, <laughs> The Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bianez. I'm here with the Bloody Historians. For those of you who are listening on the radio, if you would like to re-listen to it or you missed the first half, we will have the podcast version on www.winnipegmusicproject.com, but you can also listen to it on iTunes and Google Play for free. 
Um, make sure you follow the Bloody Historians on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as come to their live show at the Goodwill on August 3rd. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and you are now listening to Nothing Beats. <laughs> Nothing